Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week, we've got Alex Moore. Hello. We've got, oh, put your mic on that time. Hello. There we go. We've got Andrew Gillard back again after his debut a few weeks ago. Hello. And for his first appearance this season, he's back. It's the Baron. Good afternoon. Good it's evening. John. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> well, good morning. Good well, afternoon. Good, yeah. Wherever you are in the world, exactly. wherever you're listening. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about a win, a defeat, and a preview of the return of a fan favourite at Molyneux. Uh, but firstly, thank you to everyone who voted for us to be nominated at this year's Football Blogging Awards. We'll find out on the 5th of October if we've been nominated for the Best Football Podcast Award. Uh, but you have taken the time out to vote for us on Twitter or online. We thank you very much indeed. Um, yeah, that's it. I heard a moan from Alex. I thought. I know, I was just moving my mic. So. <laughs> um, so let's go straight into the win on Saturday. A 3-1 win for Wolves at Molyneux against Brentford. Two goals from Teixeira and a goal from Cavalero gave Wolves a win, despite a bit of a nervy period in the second half. Uh, now, I know we've got the defeat to talk about, gentlemen, but let's try and remember a time, a happier time, where we all loved Wolves. Um, it was all about that man Teixeira. We talked about on the podcast, I think, last week, how yeah. he seemed to be losing his form a bit, and this was the time he'd finally come out and showed the world what he could do. What was everybody's thoughts on Saturday's win? Go. Well, we said he needed a break last week. Yeah. And then he, he pretty much um, slapped us all in the face after that because we made us all look stupid. But um, Yeah, great result. Great result, yeah. yeah. John, Andrew, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I, I didn't realise that everybody was thinking that. I mean... Oh. I was asked what I thought. I, I, I said I'd only make one change. I'd bring Cavalera in for Cos, um, for Teixeira, and obviously, like Alex said, <laughs> we'd have all looked stupid if that was the case. Yeah. Um, Andrew, yeah, thoughts? I, I, I have liked the look of Teixeira this season, but he was starting to to drift out of games a little bit. And with a seven million pound man breathing down his neck, you'd think it was time for him to bring in. But fair play to the lad; he's he's proved everybody wrong. Maybe he was listening. Maybe he's listening. I'm going to prove all you wrong. <laughs> it's not bullying me, and I'm going to yeah. prove you all wrong. So, what was it about um, Saturday's win? What did Wolves do well? What What was good apart, apart from Texera? 
I think everybody was a bit, a little bit panicky because Brentford have been quite free flowing this four in this season as well. So I think they beat Brent. Was it Preston week four? The bre- yeah, I think they beat five 0 Had they only mm. conceded three yeah. goals, something like mm. that. Yeah. All that point. Yeah. So they were looking. It's looking like a, a tough game as it always is against Brentford, mm. even at home. But um, yeah, it just it pretty much, it was exactly the same team as Newcastle. I think. Can't remember in the league. So. Yeah. Um, I think he just again he got it right. He didn't mm. didn't tinker like he did in the league cup. He just got, he got everything right again. Everybody was in the right formation. Everybody knew where each other was, and it it just worked. And obviously, everybody put the the performances in hundred percent. And then Tashiro was just unbelievable. I mean, mm. you could have argued, you could argue was it a penalty? I'd have probably said yes from where I was sitting. Some people might have said no, but which one there's or ours? Well, I'm going to say ours. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No way there was as a penalty. <laughs> but, I still uh, haven't seen theirs because the, their manager came out criti- critical of the ref, didn't he? Uh, oh, good old Dean Smith. That's it, Dean Smith, yeah. Warsaw's own. I, th- I thought by the player, I, I couldn't honestly say, it happened very quickly. I don't and, even remember it. Yeah, it, it happened really quick, but I think you can often tell by the players' reactions, and I think I even Doherty knew it was a penalty. Mm. He could just tell the way he sheepishly moved away, and uh, I think they, and the Brentford players knew. Mm. Um, but we got away with that one. But as you, you were talking about the first one, I, it certainly looked it, didn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. bizarre. Goal. I mean, I mean, first half we were a bit, we didn't really hit the hit the ground running sort of thing, and then he was sort of having a few chances, having a few chances. I mean, the first half was pretty much, I'd say, fifty-fifty. Both teams were as good or as bad as each other, and then he, again, it's been the same story most of the games this season, especially away. First half we haven't been great. And then second half we've just been totally different side, and then obviously it comes on second half and it's just unreal. Goal. It does seem like a pattern this season, doesn't it? First yeah. half they're almost trying to settle in. Second half it's like Zenga says something, and we go out all guns blazing. As with most football games, a, go- the goal cha- a goal changes the game, mm. and obviously scoring within a minute of the second half with a, a, a sort of a freakish breakaway really that Brentford would be disappointed with. Um, obviously it was then brilliantly taken. Um, Opens the game up then, but mm. if I just wonder how that game would have played out if we hadn't have got that goal, because I've just been a bit w- worried that we're not really opening teams up very well mm. at, at Molyneux. Um, and Brentford did look, a, you know, a fairly substantial outfit at the back. They, they were yeah. frightened of putting some challenges in, and they were happy to play on the on the break, as most teams will play down at Molyneux. And as I say, once you go one nil up, it does change the dynamics of the game. And we were fortunate, to, well, not fortunate to get the goal, but. Um, obviously, it, it, it was to our benefit that we got that early goal. Was it Texier's first goal, the, the run? Yeah, fantastic. Costa run when the, when, the, when the Brentford player tried yeah. to play it over him and then it, it hit him. Um, and who was that player? There's that gift going around the, the Brentford player trying to catch up, and um, he's just really struggling. Oh, he's just, uh, arms going everywhere. The, the ginger one. Yeah, the ginger one. The ginger it's one. Official yeah. name. I, I the pulse goals of Brentford. Yeah. Lad, you play for Shrewsbury. I've got a short name, I can't remember. <laughs> Just the ginger one. Yeah. The ginger one. The ginger one. Um, but that is the ability, I guess, that we've been waiting to see from Texier. You could see it sometimes come out. His finishing has been very poor up until that point. Mm-hmm. But that was perhaps the game where we finally saw the Texier that we were hoping to see. Uh, Bod Varson got some lumps taken out of him. Yeah, he was terrific. But uh, again, we'll obviously pile yeah. it on Wigan soon, but he was great once yeah. again. Yeah. Lovely find. Yeah. 
It's just been fairly faultless in virtually all of his performances, mm. to be honest. Um, it's hard to knock much in his game at all. Which it's what you want from a, a lead man, really. Yeah. You know, he mm. comes out there, he takes the kicks, he gets up and carries on. Yeah, it's quite inspirational, I'd imagine, to the rest of the team to see a player like that. Well, I've got to, the only bone I've got to pick with, say, the two sort of couple of Portuguese lads, is that I, they also be looking at Bud Vost as a bit of an inspiration. I know they're smaller than him, but I, honestly, every single time they hit the deck, the first thing they want to do is go, go to the ref. They're looking for bookings. They're looking to get down. They're looking. For, Every tackle that's ever made is the, it seems the way they react is the worst tackle that's ever been made on a football pitch. They're going to have to get used to this in a championship, and some of them are just average championship tackles. But is that like a that's a European thing though? We we noticed that with with, well, with, with foreign players, European. yeah. But we noticed that with with maybe continental European players coming over that it's a culture, is it, to to go up to the ref? Yeah, but they're not going to last forty six no. games very well mentally because no. they spend half the time worrying about whether somebody's going to get a yellow card or not. I'd rather be worrying about whether Wolves are going to be scoring soon. Um, rather than rather than their reaction is, it's it's a negative reaction yeah. for me. Let the ref. They're likely to get less in the long term because they're chivying at the ref all the while. They've obviously got their cards marked about diving because you can just tell the way the refs have reacted after the first couple of three games. And if they keep on at the ref all the time, they're not going to get a lot out of them. And I guess rules are changed now. You can get booked now for, for kind of going on a bit at the ref. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Or even shirt pulling. Shirt pulling in the box. Is, what deem now as a penalty? You yeah. Pull in the box. So I think they are. But like you say, they're not going to last 46 games if they're wor- going to be worried. Or if they are going to go in for challenge, a little clip on the ankle, then it's there. And where's the where's the booking, where's the penalty, where's the free kick, where's the you-know-what. But it's it's very bizarre, but I think they do need all kick up the backside, to be honest. Cause, but it's it's like you say, that I think that's engrossed into the foreign game. Mm. I think we've got Italian League, Portuguese League, Spanish League. They all sort of play that sort of thing. Like if you do get a, a book, if you do go down to the floor, look to the penalty, look for the, the book in the penalty, that look for something, and then you look for Bod Varson. He's came from the German league, where it's pretty, I'd say Bundesliga too is pretty much like the Championship. It's a very physical, demanding league. If you get down, you're expected just to get back up again because you are going to be against people that physical. So I think that's where we were should have been looking to sign players for mm. the Championship. I think. These Portuguese players, they might come alive in the Premier League, but yeah, they've got lots of ability. You know, and I don't want to knock them completely because there are some pluses, and you yeah. know, at times they're great to watch. But I just wonder whether forty-six. I was watching them last night, and honestly, they they're down, down, down all the time. It's not just they're going down; it's, mm. it's then the instant reaction all the time at the ref. And it's the staying down. Yeah, when they're breaking and they're too busy trying to argue to get a free kick. Yeah. He doesn't help anybody in that situation. Yeah. Who would you prefer, though, this, these crop of players that will come in now or some of the, the, the crop of jacket that's still around? Oh, that's, of course. Yeah. You can't even talk about because you're talking about... You're not even talking about like for like. You're mm. talking about going to Lidl's and talking about going to, you know, not quite Waitrose, but you're going up market, aren't you? <laughs> but because the, the, what you're paying for is a lot more. What the, is the, the wages of the lads, the jacket were paid, yeah. but was being forced to... will be far lower than these. The, the, these signings that we've had here in this window, well, the, their wages will be more than the rest of the club. Mm. So, what is the below Waitrose then? Would you say Sainsbury's? Well, you know, I don't, want to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want people knocking at my door from some of these supermarkets tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> for, for creating the rankings. Because wait, wait, Waitrose has got to be there. Waitrose is like the elite. I shop at Waitrose. I don't want to knock the others. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what is what's what's just below Waitrose? I don't know. For? I don't know where I'd go if Waitrose wasn't there. Ricardo. 
Is it Cardo got a shop or is that just online? No, it's online. That's a delivery. But yeah, I, yeah, Cardo. Could I be. could say Cardo's is better than Waitrose. I've not been in the shop. John's official the view there yeah. of Ocado. I reckon he's the he's the sponsor the the mascot for Waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be on the uh the Waitrose slogan, Ocado, behave. <laughs> <laughs> is that gonna be like Waitrose's like Christmas advert? Like John Lewis, like what Waitrose, behave. Ocado, behave. Waitrose. Would you shop at Ocado? Behave. Ask our loyal customer, John Bath. Behave. They'll <laughs> clip that audio and use it all the time. You'll be that new um, man on the moon. Well, the John Lewis adverts. Or the snowman. The snowman. Or the snowman. And Cavalero got his first goal for the club. I know, again, we're going to talk about Cavalero against Wigan, but... We missed the free kick. <coughs> and they take care of free kick, yeah. yeah. Good goal. Although, a bit lucky, do you think? Well, to be honest, I thought Bath got the header on it, and then Bath ran away, pointing it to Shearer, so... But the... it's just one of those fluky things. I mean, I think Ross Barkley scored one against Tottenham at the start of the year. They're excellent free kicks, though. They're so yeah. difficult to defend. Yeah. Mm. And the keeper doesn't. The keeper can't move really because he doesn't know. <laughs> Obviously, if somebody's going to touch it or if it's going to there, he, he ends up rooted in the middle of the goal. It happens all the time. Well, it's I, happened against us. We've conceded yeah. one or two mm. like that. I think in the last couple of seasons. It's the I've, right thing to do with a free kick because the worst that could happen is he could save it and fumbles it out. It puts it in that corridor of uncertainty, so yeah. to speak. Oh, great. <laughs> and. Uh, well, let's get the book of cliches. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the best fancast phrases. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I mean, we did it last night, just drilling the balls in the box. Mm. And you think if you're going to get a target, like you say, it might deflect off a defender or even go in like a fluke. But, but that, that corridor on Saturday, that was, that was Dave Edwards a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Up across like that, Dave Edwards might nip in at the near post. Yeah. No one would see it coming and go in. Yeah. He is the man. Now, um, something that Andrew said to us on Twitter this week, which I completely forgot about, which I'm glad that he's brought it up because we need to bring it back, the working man's man of the match, which was a feature we had last season. So I don't know who even got the official man of the match against Brentford. I'm going to guess Tech Shearer got it. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I, I, think Sace, I think he got like 37 and Sace got like 34. And then I'm not sure he got the I thought the, So who, who would be your working man? The working man's man of the match, match for me was Danny Bart on Saturday. Ah, OK. Why was that, John? Why, why I, was I your... just thought, he put, I thought he put his body on the line, to be honest. We were on really under the cosh at times. And our full-backs weren't, were having a difficult time. And to be honest, we, they weren't getting that much protection through the middle of the park. But Danny was out for everything. He was coming out, blocking lots of shots. He got cleared everything in the centre. He had one of his best games for the yeah. club, I thought, on Saturday. Obviously, last night was another story, but <laughs> Saturday in isolation was one of his better better games. Andrew, working man's around the match, you brought the feature back. Yes, well, I said Dave Edwards. Yep. I thought he was outstanding. Up again, without wishing to mention last night too much, I thought that Dave Edwards was the new Madonna of the Wolves team. He just <laughs> he's new, managed the Madonna. Yeah, he's managed to reinvent himself for every manager, and he's made himself playable. There is a Photoshop of Madonna and Dave Edwards in that. <laughs> John, John is looking so perplexed. I can imagine Dave Edwards, big, big pair of headphones on, like we've all got on now, listening to Madonna, like strike a pose, <laughs> just relaxing to a beanbag yeah. with like a vinyl of Madonna with the kids. Yeah, someone Photoshop that up, please. Um, Alex, I literally, I, I'm, I'm kidding. You, I'm not saying that I was actually going to call you George for a second. Genuinely, God. Not as in like purposely, genuinely. Dis- when? Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I literally had to stop myself from saying George. Anyway, Alex, working man's around the match. I want to say Moore. Dave. I think he was 
again, he's, he's like, like Andy just said, he was just, he's had to like acclimatise, accommodate to different playing style every manager's wanted. He'd done it under McCarthy, then under Solbach, and, and then under Saunders, and then under Kenny Jackett, and he's looking again like now. He's doing it again under um, Senga, so, and he, it's a sort of different David as we've seen as well, so mm. he's like, he's not really, you can tell he wants to make those runs into the box, but he seems more disciplined now, and he's just sitting on the Sitting outside the box, sitting in that defensive midfield line, not making those runs forward. So he's not stupid though. I mean, he's mm. quite an intelligent footballer. Why, when these two gentlemen here talked about Edwards working yeah. as much, he looked a bit perplexed. No, Why, I, I, is that... only because I'm just, I just, I think it's I, on about George Savile. Yeah. yeah, that was George, <laughs> yeah, that was talking about George Savile there. But yeah, 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 I'm no, perplexed, yeah, yeah. yeah, I am perplexed about. Ed, I'm only perplexed about Dave Edwards in the in the sense that. I still don't see their centre. The, the, our biggest problems are in the central midfield. Mm. Uh, creation is is minimal, um, and we've we've bought a lot of players, and we've still got Dave Edwards in central midfield, or he's flitting out to the left more than he is to the right, and he, he certainly wasn't ever a right-sided midfield player. He certainly ain't a left. Um, I'd, we're not going anywhere with David Edwards in the central midfield. I can tell you. We'll, we, 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 I'm not saying we're going down, yeah. but we ain't going up. Would you not? Does Danny Barth signed his new contract last week, I believe, which was probably in between podcasts. Four-year deal. Other players who I think are going to be out of contract next summer, Edwards being one of them with yep. Akimi and Ebanks and Dell. Would if we were still in the championship next season, would you not keep Dave Edwards because he's such an experienced championship player and he seems to, like Alex has mentioned, adapt to every single manager that comes in. So if Zeng did go, yeah. it's very likely that he's going to be in the first team under a new manager. Yeah, I'm not saying I'd get rid of him, but I just don't see him as. Be, I, I find it a bit odd that he's, he's being selected and playing for ninety minutes. Mm. Like, we, like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know, he can't. He, he must be doing something right, though. That's it, under under all these managers, he must be doing something right to be continuously picked, despite the fact that he still gets mixed opinions from fans. But the fact that he's there tells me that there's there's been a problem with our, our recruiting. We've we've overloaded in wide areas for me. We've got we've we've signed a lot of players that can see, uh, that where a lot of them players are going to have to sit in the stands. Because there's two, we've got too many players for the same area, and down the middle of the pitch, we've got one centre forward, we've got two, two we're reliant on two centre halves and another one on the bench. That really, after his first performance or second performance against Barnsley, people seem to be happy to have him on the bench. And then the, the, the jury's out with Prince, really, for me, for, in terms of creation. I'm mm. not saying he's a bad player yet at the moment. He's got, he, give him, a, you know, he, he needs a whole season, but I'm not, he hasn't set me alight. To be honest, um, I'm not, I, I can see that everybody wants to talk about Wigan. No, so that, should we no, get on to Wigan no, in a second? I, so we let it all out. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Prince against Brentford yeah. as well. To be honest, I mean he had a steady game, but he wasn't he wasn't one of the ones that made the difference against but Brentford. We, we have brought in a flux of players, and we and let's be honest, but the majority we, 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 I know we've heard brought, of. We've brought in quite a lot of players. But how many of them do you want to pick in the centre of midfield? Hardly mm. any of them. I mean, say. If that if that had been if we move on to Wigan briefly, if that would have been Sace's debut last night, people have been going, God, blimey, who have we signed here? But because he had such an excellent game at Newcastle, mm. obviously he's bought himself an awful lot of time with that. But he's had three games, three yellow cards, and last night he was well below average. Has anyone seen the film In Time 
with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried. And I can't make a reference or a joke to that, so I'll quickly move on. <laughs> Let's go to Wigan then. Um, and Wolves continued their win-loss-win-loss ratio, which they seem to love, with a 2-1 uh, defeat at the DW Stadium to bottom of the league Wigan last night. Of course, a former Wolves lonely open scoring after five minutes with Adam Lafondra. Prince, John's favourite player, came back with an equaliser in the first half. And then, and then in the second half, when you thought it was petering out to a, a, a miserable door, draw, Will Grigg, you could technically say he was on fire. He got a goal from some poor defending from Bath and I offer to give Wigan an unlikely win, which I believe, if I just checked the table, um, actually lifted them off the bottom of the table and out the relegation zone, which I know is early on. Wolves have got this contrast at the moment, gentlemen, of fantastic performance one week, a few days later, very poor. Weekday games, especially on Tuesday, don't seem to go for us. What happened last night? Why was it... I don't know whether you could even just decide why was it such a contrast from Saturday. I know all three of you were brave souls and made up to Wigan <laughs> on Tuesday. So, briefly, what were your thoughts on the defeat? It awful, was an awful performance. Absolutely. I'd say worst performance. Worse than Barnsley? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, like John was saying earlier, we just. I think I don't think Barnsley were actually that bad. They just they scored that one goal and our heads just dropped and they just thumped us. But last night we just we just didn't start. We just didn't sort of. We just obviously didn't want to play at Wigan on Tuesday night. But I don't think. We just never sort of got going, and like you said, it was just a total contrast compared to Saturday. I mean, Saturday we were just fantastic, and then last night it was like watching a different team, and it was relatively what the same team, bar what two changes. Oh yeah, well Silvio, we'll talk about Silvio as well, but Silvio came into me as well. Yeah, well I think I, I stand, he doesn't look fit to be honest. I think that I think again we've recruited a lot, what thir- twelve, thirteen players. And we've brought how many defenders? What three defenders? Mm. And you're thinking we quite clearly were desperate for a left back and a backup right back. But we signed two left backs. And, um, I think can we both think John Jackson Johnson, whatever you want to call him. Don't know his name is. Bj. Yeah. But um, I think <laughs> <laughs> the fact that John <laughs> saw the the fun in that has made that even. I was, tr- I was trying to be sensible then. The fact that, sorry, the fact that John saw the innuendo in that. <laughs> Has made that even better, Andrew. What were your thoughts briefly on the well? In summary of, of last night's defeat, it, it was painful. Other than maybe twenty minutes period in the first half where we seemed to get a few passes together, as Alex said, we, we never got going really. Mm. They looked. I think I tweeted something out saying that Zenga said that the player shouldn't underestimate Wigan. For me, he underestimated Wigan by that lineup. By not going with the striker, it was the weirdest decision ever. Would you have gone then? Because obviously, oh, well, we can now go into Gladon. Gladden didn't start came as a sub. Would you have gone for Cavalero or Gladden up front last night to start? I'd have, I'd have played Andy up front. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have played Gladden. Zenga, hey, mate, mate, a real start. But we'll, no, honestly, you say that you play striker then, Cavalero or Gladden? Because Mason, Mason wasn't in the team. Wasn't, wasn't even on no. the bench. Wasn't so the bench he, last night. So Gladden was the only recognised striker. So by that. Thought you would have had to play Gladden up front, probably because he would have at least given us a focal point. Yeah. Whereas the three sort of number tens we had playing the front line, they were not really in the game. They didn't know where to be because none of them really knew that role. So at least if Gladden was on, there would be someone to try and hit the ball with. Although when they did try and hit the ball with him in the second half, it wasn't didn't really work for him. 
think there was a precaution. Because oh, obviously they must have noticed if Bod Varson, because he, he gets lumps kicked out of him every mm. game. So they must have thought, well, maybe he's got a little bit of an injury. And then Mason apparently has got an injury as well. And then all of a sudden, the night before, Dico's meant to be playing, he's in the squad for the under-23s. Was that like, and then they said it was precaution, and then he came out and said he's not injured. Was that a sort of thing like, well, the understrike we've got now is Gladden. And then did they sort of think, well, maybe we could have Dico, Dico in the team? Is that why they took him out of the side? Maybe they rested Gladden because in that same train of thought that they didn't want to risk Gladden either. Because after yeah. that, really, if people have got little niggles, who are you going to play up front? So you might as well just rest him and play Cavalero. We've done it before. We've played. We played Costa in the yeah. League Cup, didn't we? So uh, what, what what is that about Gladden then? Because this is third kind of appearance now for Wolves. People aren't happy with him. What 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 is it that you saw last night in his brief appearance that made you think he runs? What? He runs very fun, funny. As I said last week, like Gary Lineker in the World Cup when he um, relieved himself on the pitch. <laughs> but he just like you say. He said he he's good at play, when you play balls into the into the air, like everybody's seen on that video when he's playing for his team in the play in that playoff game. He's quite clearly came out and says, "I'm a target man. I like to head the ball, score headers." And then we were playing the when he came on, we were playing long balls at the top, like we was doing with Jacket last season. But I don't know what he was doing. He was playing long balls up to a five foot midget in Adam Lafondra. But he was do, we were doing the similar last night to Gladden, and he was just he'd play it up there in the middle, and then he's on the left wing, and now now Costa's got to try and get get the flick on. And you think, well, surely if that that's his role. That's the role he wants to play. That mm-hmm. target man, that sort of number nine, as Bud Varson plays. Why isn't he getting the flick ons? Why isn't he getting the headers? And I think. He only got like two headers last night, and then everybody was t- sort of celebrating like we scored a goal because Gladden headed the ball. <laughs> so it's just a, it's a very strange signing to be honest. Like I said earlier, you think he hasn't scored a lot of goals. I know we we discussed this a few weeks ago that he's always played sort of like substitute appearances, came on off the bench, got his goals sort of thing. So I think a lot of people looked into that. Maybe that's what he'll do when he comes here. But he never really set the, the Dutch league mm. alight. I can understand if we'd brought him. And he'd scored 20 goals last season, and everybody's like, well, look at this player. I mean, how many goals has he scored in the Dutch league? It doesn't look like a very prolific striker. It's just a very strange signing, to be honest. And I know he's only played three games. I mean, he might not have played just over a full 90 minutes. But you just you don't see what he offers in this league at all. Gents? If, if, we, if we wanted somebody to head the ball, we should have signed Peter Crouch. to play. If, but to me, I don't really see... In offering anything, he doesn't come short very well, and I don't really want to see us changing the style too much. Bod Varson comes short very well, receives the ball very well into his feet. This lad doesn't. He, he's on his heels all the while. He's often standing the wrong side of his man, so the, the, the chap trying to play the ball into his feet can't reach his feet, and I, he's just not offering the side anything. He's not offering any outlet at all. That's, that, that's how I see it at the moment. He's going mm. to he's gonna have to really buckle down quite quick because I can't the problem is apart from playing at Compton on the training ground and maybe some behind closed door friendlies you're not going to get much chance mm. uh, we're, you know the lo- lo- we're not going to loan him out we can't loan him out he's not going to get any game time you can uh, understand if we'd have brought him before the season started and then played him in the 2-3 two li- two, league cup games where yeah. we could have got a few minutes but obviously we, he was quite late into the transfer signing mm. so you, a lot of people could argue maybe he's not fully fit yet but then a lot of people are still arguing half of the squad's still not fully fit yet because they were late we signed them mm. and then so, if you're going to argue that case, then all the whole the whole team's injured. So, but they, the whole team's not fit. They didn't look. They didn't. They didn't look as though they lacked fitness when they won two at Newcastle. Nobody comes out with it when they play well. 
Mm. And we, but that, 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 that's, that's us as football fans, though. Yeah, we put, celebrate in Lord of the Winds. We yeah, put trash when, f- when, when we defeat. Four, four days before, they're, they're complaining that they're tired, it was tiredness that lost them the game late on against Barnes. The players said they'd been overworked, etc., etc., before the game. Too many training sessions. So that was on the Tuesday night. They go to Newcastle, nobody complains about tiredness. And now, now, now all of a sudden, it, they're, they're, it's tiredness again. We, we didn't have a pre season. We're nearly in October now. Yeah, yeah. we're far enough into the season. There's no excuse on fitness. Mm. They no. should be up and running at this mm. point. Yeah. Now I agree. Uh, the goals then. Adam Lafondra with the first one, of course. This is bizarre. Like, bizarre. What were the defence doing? This. You might, you might as well have tapped Danny Bath on the back. You, you're all right, mate. Like I'm just going to walk past you and score this goal. <laughs> and Danny Bath lets him walk past him and score the goal. And I mean, you just think. Adam Lafondra is always going to score goals, obviously not at Wolves, but I think we could always argue that he's sort of not played to his strengths and not played to yeah. his, the way he, he likes to play. He's a certain sort of strike and you've got to play to the way he plays and then we obviously didn't play that, but it's obvious. They've got, what, four ex-Wolves players on that side? It's obviously one of them is going to score. On his debut as well, last night, Adam Lafondra. <laughs> uh, we've got the equaliser from Onyege. What do you think of the goal, gentlemen? I think that's when we sort of got into the game. We were sort of settling. I mean, it was for dodgy first 30 minutes. And last 15, we did sort of have a kick up the backside. And then we sort of started to get into the game. And he was thinking, OK, maybe we can get some air with this. And then we got the goal. It was a well-taken goal. And then after the, after that half-time, it was just back to normal. One oh. minute one minute before the equaliser, what did you think of the penalty decision where he got the yellow card? I thought that was a Stonewall uh, penalty. I, yeah, I thought it was a, was a Stonewall thought, What, for a penalty for, oh, for Wigan? For, for Wigan. Wigan. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely bla- it looked an absolute blatant penalty. There was silence in our end because everybody's just astonished. And then astonished when he, he, he gave a foul to Wolves, <laughs> thinking, wow, we've got away with that. Mm. Yeah, people who said they've seen it, I saw James Field and say he'd seen it on TV, and Tim Spears said the same. He, they thought it was a brilliant decision by the ref. So it just shows how two angles, because they're yeah, obviously yeah. seeing it from mm. the side. And I can't. I think probably every Wolves fan thought it was a penalty yeah, beyond yeah. the goal. When it, when it oh. happened, and then he blew the whistle. The referee sort of done like he pointed, as yeah. if like he was pointing towards and the penalty box. And your breath just hold. And yeah. Everybody yeah. was just like, oh bloody hell! And then he was just like, he <laughs> sort of waved it away. Honestly, it was just silence. It's, oh, it's a penalty. No, and <laughs> it was astonishing. There was no argument from anyone in the stands. <laughs> we were all very sure yeah. it was a penalty. There was one point yeah. in the game in the first half where all the, every Wolves fan's got to admit this. We thought we scored. And the players ran back and we thought, we've scored, we've scored. We all celebrated. It was like a delayed reaction. <laughs> it was. And it was like... When was this, though? When this was in the first half, just, yeah. be- just before we'd scored the first goal. So from our end, it looked like it gone. It was a real goal, myth, messy scramble. Well, of course, one of our players, went well, the way he turned and yeah. ran away, as if he was like celebrating ah, a goal. Okay. Yeah. And then but... all, the, all our players ran off. And then it looked like they were celebrating, to be honest. I've got to admit, it looked like they were celebrating. So we all thought, delayed reaction, oh, we've scored. And then next thing you know, Adam Bogdan's throwing the ball at the pitch, <laughs> and then all the Wigan fans are just like mocking Taking, us. Taking no, yeah. for, you know, for a few, uh, mi- right. few minutes, ce- celebrating. Because <laughs> it looked like their net had even rippled yeah. as well, so it really looks like we scored a goal. The phantom goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, start, start the second half. A header from Denny Bar off the line. Bot, sorry, yeah, off the line. Yeah, that was uh, probably our best chance of the half. And that could yeah. could that have perhaps just killed the game off at that point? Could I that could, have changed I could, the game? I could say that. Yeah, I think. I'd, Wigan had nothing at all in the game. I mean, okay, they might have won on possession stats, but I don't think Zenga sorts of players that possession style of football where he, he keeps the ball, sort of like Hamid McCarthy played, keeps the ball. That sort of mentality, as long as they haven't got the ball, they can't score. 
sort of thing. I don't think Zenga plays that sort of tactic. Yeah. But it was very bizarre. Like you say, if we'd have scored that, then it's a totally different ball game. They, I don't think Wigan have got back in, into it, to be honest. No, because Wigan really only had two clear-cut chances the whole game. And that were the goals. And they yeah, were the goals. The goal. but I think All the others were very poor passes from di- sorry, poor shots from distance. Mm-hmm. So I, think I don't think they would have got back into it's it. It's typical Wolves. There's always one team that they're, what, six, five to ten games into the season. They haven't won. They haven't picked up a point. Play Wolves. You might as well put your mortgage on it. Remortgage dress that that team's going to get a point against. Oh, oh, it was Bolton last year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then the year before it was Blackpool. They, the Blackpool would die. Everybody was smashing them up 4 0. We play them away, we draw them 0 0. never had a yeah. shot. No, I remember when, Pre- when Portsmouth did it in the Premier League, they hadn't won in seven or eight games. Yeah, yeah. They came to the Molyneux and you yeah. just knew they were going to beat yeah. us. I've got this theory, I've always had this theory about Wolves that Wolves very much like England in terms of when England play a top team. Bar, um, bar the you know the, the the tournaments here, England seem to up their game and do very well. You always seem to have a, an England like you know Germany away yeah. recently. Well, England always seem to have an. You go into it thinking, well, we're going to get trounced in. We we have this fantastic performance. Yet when winning and play a team that we should easily beat, we struggle. I think that kind of like the tournament. And Wolves are exactly saying you put Wolves up against a top team. Look, we'll talk about Norwich later. But the opposition have then done what you've done, haven't they? Because yeah. the opposition have lifted their game. Cause yeah. you, you expect them to be poor because of where they are, but they've raised their yeah. game. It's just it's mentality of a human think, being, really. Yeah. I think the prime example of that is like when you said England played Germany, it was an unbelievable performance. And then sort of in the Euros, when it was sort of we'd qualified, finished second, we were either going to play Portugal or Iceland. I think all the I think Gareth Southgate and all the other England scouts when Iceland was it Bod Varson that scored in the last minute against Austria? Uh, no, I don't think he was. I think that's the, the thought that everyone thought, but I don't think yeah. it was him. But I think well, whoever scored their last minute goal to guarantee them to play England, then they sort of celebrated as if like I think, I'm sure it was Bod Varson who scored the last minute. Someone tell us. Someone tell us. <laughs> and then um, yeah, then all, apparently all the England scouts and everything were celebrating because we were only playing Iceland. I think we all celebrated because yeah. <laughs> it been Portugal but again. That's the sort of thing. Like when we'd have probably beat Portugal, knowing England and that, that sort of thing. We against the good, big teams like Wolves against Newcastle were decent against the big teams. You could mm. say that in the Premier League as well. When we ever played the big teams, apart from Arsenal, maybe yeah, yeah. Arsenal. We all we always played quite well. Mm. We always played. You never walked away. If we lost, we never walked away with the disheartened. Mm. Apart from when we got smashed. That. But you always thought, well, we played quite well. We deserve something out of that game. And then, obviously, against Newcastle, we, we got a fantastic win mm. against Wigan. It's it's just typical Wolves. Every time we play somebody who's absolutely rubbish, we just I think we underestimate them a little bit. We're a bit like, oh, it's only them sort of thing. And I think that's just... I, I, I'm mm. going to say big club mentality, but I just don't think we're a big club. I, I'm not saying we're a big club <laughs> anymore, but I'm just thinking... I think a lot... We still have that sort of mentality yeah. that we go into these games against teams like that and say we're going to beat them. Uh, let's talk about the final goal then for Wigan. Uh, 88 minutes, a long ball, and Will Grieg got his goal. But it was all about Bart. Maybe, well, maybe the combo of Bart, I offer and Nakimi. What do we think? Who was was one person at fault? Were they all at fault? What? what how did that go in? Well, it took, I haven't seen it again on TV since. I've got to be honest. But from where I was watching, where we were all watching at yeah. the other end, it looked as though. Carl made a move to come as though he, he, and then it looked as though there was confusion and then he seemed to stay rooted and it looked as though I offered gave up and, and didn't even bother chasing at all but 
don't, I don't know, it just seemed odd. And, Will and, Grieg, and Danny was just outpaced. Yeah. Mm. Will Griggs not a player who blessed with great pace. No. So the fact that he managed to get to that ball before three players yeah. was, was astounding. Yeah. Akimi was caught in the middle of nowhere. I don't know, did I offer make it back on the line in the end? I haven't seen it. I either. think he just got some yeah. as it but went in. That they should have been absolutely busting a nut to try and get there and they just didn't. Mm. They sort of look like no man's land, it's sort of like from where you look at it, it was like over the top ball, and she's been out, played over the top, and they've run on and scored, took him out of the keeper and scored. In essence, that's what it looks like. But the defence are just gone. It's just mm. like they've switched off and walked down the tunnel, and then they've realised, oh bloody hell, that we're still playing. And then you just think, it's absolutely bizarre. And I think they're all, you could blame each one of them, but I think Danny Bath has got to take a considerable amount of blame for that. But all three are just at fault for the goal. Yeah. It's a real comedy error sort of goal as well, and it's just. Typical wars that we conceded. The thing that three minutes ago, we were talking about before we came in. The the, the the impression I got on social media was that people actually weren't that fussed that we lost the game, which is quite startling. Considering it was Wigan bottom of the league, we should be beating them. We we had this fantastic win of the weekend, and I, I'm not saying that wasn't different when you came out the ground. But I got this very general sense from a lot of fans that people were just like, "Oh yeah, we lost." You, in those type of scenarios, you would expect people would be, you know, going off the wall. But there was a very much—I got very much a sense well, of we lost. Oh well, move on. My, my view, I didn't think we did. We didn't deserve to win. Yeah. We didn't do anything in the second half that made you. Made you so I wasn't feeling as though we were unlucky. Not we, we weren't winning. So at the end of the day, we lost a point because hmm. Wigan aren't going to be anywhere near the playoffs. So the, the, their three points doesn't come into it. We lost one point of our own, really, and at the end of the, you know that's going to happen during the season. So it's no no point getting too. If you start getting too downbeat about it, it affects your own performance the next mm. game. So you might as well just move on. Uh, that's the way it's got to be. Hmm. For me, it was a bit more disappointing than the Barnsley game because at least Barnsley are up there and they're hitting teams for fun. Whereas with no. Wigan, they, they were there to be taken and oh, they just didn't. Get they just didn't put the effort in. Mm. I know. Whereas on Saturday, the team worked for each other. It was the exact opposite. On Tuesday night, I don't know. It was a, it, I know it was a flattering four 0 but getting beaten four 0 on your own patch isn't too clever. You know, no, so I, I just like mean sort of losing yeah. to Barnsley rather than yeah. the actual. Yeah. You, you don't want to get beaten in your own garden four 0 do you? Yeah. Really? Mm. No. Not, not your <laughs> not own very yard. Often. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some random kid turns up and beats you four 0 in your garden. Well, one might have got mad if I'd smashed the plant pot. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rather than if I'd lost a football match. <laughs> uh, so all in all, gentlemen, a defeat to Wigan. Um, but like I just said, it was it was just that atmosphere of okay, we lost, move on. It sort of one. felt like a cup tie, like it sort of felt like last week swapped. I mean, when we lost against Newcastle, you were in the League Cup, you were a bit disheartened because you thought we could have got something from that. We were quite decent, we could have got something from that. But last night, it just felt like a cup tie. Like you say, a lot of people weren't that, that disheartened that we'd lost, and you just think I walked away and that was a three points we could have walked away with if we'd mm. have, even if we'd have played Bod Varson. 40% fit, we could probably have got something out of it because Wigan were awful when you think about it. There was, just, And they're going to be def- they're definitely going to be down there. You can tell from one game they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm. So, I thought what was slightly upsetting was that the last, the last 15 minutes they didn't seem to show much urgency. No. Like we, we, we one each and we, we'd get a throw in. And people weren't even rushing to get to take the throw in. Had they settled like, for the draw then? Though, well, at that point, it looked like it because it, it didn't look as though there was any. You know, nobody was rushing to to do anything. 
There was only Costa who really, and he, at times, I think there was one little time when he yeah. was calling people to get forward. He, he, he was getting, you could see him getting so frustrated by the rest of the team mm. that there was a, lack, a complete lack of urgency all through the side. Did anyone come out of the game well? I'd say, I'd say Costa. Yeah, Costa, yeah. Costa, 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 really Costa did nothing wrong. He was fine, apart from his history and did, the ref. But apart did, from that, did he have a shot in the first half, which a one-on-one that kind of. He went high with it and he hit the crossbar. He and sort of did in the yeah. first. Um, yeah. In the second half as well, he shrugged off about two players and then. He had a low shot didn't yeah. he, down by the post. And he sort of yeah. like Newcastle, similar at Newcastle, and he hit it into the far, but the keeper saved it. But he was probably, if you're going to put Workings Man of the Match, he's probably going to have to. Oh, be yeah, Workings Man of the Match. Costa. Yeah, he deserved yeah. his, he deserved his yeah, coffee. Yeah. That's what we. He worked hard, to be fair. You know, he, yeah. he did work hard. Okay, let's move on to the preview for this weekend's game. Our first game on Telly, gentlemen, I believe. Angus Norwich half five kickoff. Uh, uh, as we're recording this podcast, Norwich are away to Newcastle. Obviously, you'll know the result by the time you're listening. It's nil nil, gentlemen. As we're as recording, Norwich so far, from what I can gather from the fixtures, have only lost one game so far this season. Could be two, obviously, with tonight's result, which was a a three nil away defeat to uh, Birmingham City. Obviously, beat Everton recently in the third round of the uh, EFL Cup. And the second in the league at the moment could go. T- uh, no, yeah, they could go top if they uh, get a win tonight. I thought you were getting breaking news. Yeah, I thought <laughs> there was a goal coming. <laughs> if the table is live on on BBC Sport, then they will go top on goal difference going into the weekend. Uh, Norwich seem to be like one of those teams, uh, maybe like a Burnley at the moment. They're going to perhaps keep bouncing between the leagues. Perhaps too good for the Championship, not good enough for the Premier League. But let's firstly talk about the return of a fan favourite, our beloved Jez Moxie. Uh, returns to Molyneux on Saturday. Do you think it will be the case of fans getting over um, a niche on their backs with Moxie and getting over Jez Moxie, or do you think it will be Jez Moxie coming back to Haunt Wolves? Do you reckon he's going to get booed, or do you reckon he's going to get a little bit of an applaud sort of thing? I think he'll get a comical boo yeah. and a, a polite pl- applause. I think I think the North Bank's going to applaud him and the South Bank's going to boo him. I'm not sure what the sides are going to do. And South Bank's going to do some kind of comical chant if we're winning 3-0 to Jez Moxie. John's thinking. I don't, I, don't I don't want to. I just don't want the thing to be about Moxie. And that's, but that's it will the danger be. Of, Especially yeah. being on telly, it's going to be a bit on Moxie returns. And Norwich are top. Yeah, but the fact that it's on telly doesn't affect the people inside the stadium, does it? Because, really. Well, it affects me, John. Why are you going to be watching on telly? I'll be watching in the ground and on my phone at the same time so I can get two angles. Oh, okay. Watch Strictly yeah. Come Dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be that there is going to be some kind of emphasis on, on Moxie. If we're if we're winning, it's going to be you know going you know singing to the director's box. If we're losing, it's going to be oh Moxie's come back to haunt us. You there might, is going to be some element of you it. You might sit in the away end. Might be, be one of them <laughs> in his yellow shirt. I don't think well, he's very yeah. popular. No, well, no. the, impression, the no. impression you get from fans, no. okay, it is social media again, but he's not gone down very I think, well. I think he hasn't because he's trying to change the ticketing system there, and, and they're not in the booking system and move it all online. And the Norwich people aren't very happy with it at all. I mean, apparently only twelve percent of people in Norwich have actually got the internet. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be, funny, to be honest, they are, they are, Alan Partridge is from there. So, yes, yeah. yes, Alex, Alan Partridge is from there. Can we have an Alan Partridge update, please? If you, know, if you know that we've been challenging Alex to actually watch episodes of Alan Partridge, he's begrudgingly decided to. You watched the Bond episode. With candles. With this, candles. With candles. <laughs> with candles. And? I giggled. I giggled at a few things, but yeah. it's not wetting my pants sort of thing. It's not hysterical. I could watch a few episodes. Yeah. I did giggle at a few things, but it's not 
best comedy in the world. I'm gonna have to say. But this is the Alan Partridge radio show. No, this is the. I'm Alan Partridge. Oh, yeah, right, Partridge. Okay. No, yeah. I haven't seen that. Right. You see, he's not seen it. No, I haven't seen I'm, I'm Alan Partridge. No. But you've seen other Alan Partridge. I've seen the the old uh, Alan Partridge yeah. show, the radio show. There we go. There we mm. go. Are you going to watch any more? If I've got time, maybe. No, it's not if you've got time. You are, going to watch, <laughs> you are going to watch more. I'm going to watch more. You're going to watch more in honour of this weekend's game. And every time Wolves score, if they score, you can go, aha, like that in the crowd and see if anyone else does it. Or back of the net. Yeah. See, I know yeah. that. I've only watched one episode. <laughs> yeah, you know the phrases <laughs> yeah. already. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Dave Edwards. Yeah. For his love of Alan Partridge what as well. What a hero. Do you know that Alan, uh, Dave Edwards is also a big fan of Alan Partridge? No, I didn't know. Well, you do know. Right. You do know. <laughs> okay, so uh, Norwich the weekend. What do we think of Norwich at this warming time? Always und- Alex Neal still there, of course. Seems yeah. to be a decent side. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to go up. They're one of those sort of Newcastle. They're always they're d- going to get playoffs. Definitely, they're going to mm. be top six. I think you could put them in for automatic promotion as well. So it's always going to be a difficult game. Home or away against Norwich as well. So it's it's just going to be one of those performances where. He could have understood if he'd have played last night's team on Saturday, sort of more defensive sort of role, not with a striker, mm. and played for a point. If we'd have played for a point on Saturday, nobody would have been disheartened. Nobody would have blamed it on the fitness. Nobody would have blamed it on, oh, we've not had a pre-season. It's Norwich, top of the, maybe going to be top of the league, second in the league, just relegated from the Premier League. No one's going to be disheartened if we walk away from a point. But the sort of thing, he'll probably change the team again and we'll probably go and win. And nobody and then last night to be got on about so typical Wolves it yeah. would be difficult yeah. once again what team do you think Wolves will play on Saturday you think you'll see changes I mean Bodvarsson could be back for the game you would, you would hope he's going to be back because we do seem to miss him already when he's not in the side yeah. so would you put obviously put Bodvarsson back in well, if he's fit pr- providing he's fit he's, he's probably one of the first names you put down in it. as soon as he's probably our only centre forward mm. at the moment who can run um, I, well Silvio as well obviously played Last night, I mean, what what did you think of Silva's league debut, and would you include him again on on Saturday? I think he sort of had like the same intro- introduction he did last week. He just he's getting kicked up in the air, real tough game. I mean, Premier, I mean not sorry, the Championship's been quite physical. This you've seen a lot, hell of a lot of crunching tackles, like tough tackles where you just probably seen last season. Like this season, there's been a hell of a lot of dirty challenges where you think that's that's a bad challenge. And the referee just waved it away, sort of thing. So they've changed all these rules, and some of the some of the tackles you see in this season, you could either say, "Well, that's a foul," some even maybe even sending off, depending on what referee is it on. So I think again, last night he had a few dirty challenges on him, and he just sort of hushed away from a bit. But like you say, how long, how many times he made he, a couple himself though. Yeah. He, got, he, he made one near the halfway line, right on the yeah. touchline. He was, uh, I think he got a yellow card for it, but he was well deserved. Yeah. I think he's probably. I mean, we've we've only seen him in two games, but he's probably one of our best fullbacks. And you've you've got to say, look oh, at, based look on what though, got. based on nothing, nothing you've seen in a Wolf shirt. Mm. I just think Ooh, I think he's on the spot. Yeah. Alex is on the spot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, I've got nothing to say. He's left, left, left. Yeah, you just thought you put the phrase out just yeah. to see if it worked. Andrew, I want to, I want Tim Spears did make a good point. I think it was in today's paper saying that why didn't he play Silvio at right back and Doherty at left back? Because Silvio started right back against Newcastle, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But he got, but he was playing with Borthwick so, Jackson there, so he had to do that, didn't he? He can't play Borthwick Jackson. He looks quite good right on his right foot yesterday. I thought a lot of time cutting in. 
So I thought, well, Doherty's been doing so well at left back. Yeah, but Why? but Doherty doing well at left back is doing exactly what you're saying, Silvio did. Sil mm -hmm. He only cuts in on his right foot. Yes, yeah, but offering, I think he's not offering you a different thing. If Silvio played well against Newcastle at right back, and we know how well Doherty has been playing at left back, why not go with the inverted fullbacks? I think Doherty's a better. That? I think Doherty's a better left back than he is right back. So I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it probably isn't a lot of difference. But yeah. It's probably marginal, I think. But no one's challenged you on Alex. No, You're good. No. You're good. <laughs> 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 Any other changes you'd make on 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 Saturday, gentlemen, going into the game? At all, do you keep the combo of Sace and Onyegi? Hopefully, I've said those both right this time. Yeah, John, <laughs> John's face is just like, just get rid of them all. Just get rid. Let's get a whole new team in. It just well, it just worries me. I don't well say. I, I just don't. All our threats have got to come from wide. Yeah. Nothing's going to come through the middle of the park. It's it, it's just not happening there. I don't, I don't have the answer. with a couple of yeah. goals, which has been great. Yeah. But you are right; he hasn't contributed enough all round for me. It seemed, like, it seemed like I'm not going back to last night, but it seemed like last night everybody was playing in wellies, full of water, and tadpoles. <laughs> just, everybody seemed to like heavy footed, and there's just yeah. I, but I'd probably stick with that same midfield because you've got to look. Is, is Price fit now? Who else is going to come in? You're not going to play. George Savaloy, let's be honest. Oh, and then, but if you were Connor Cody, you'd be wondering how George Savile's come out the stands at, at, at the Billy Rides on Saturday and leapfrogged him and got on the pitch last night. And, and if you if you're both with Jackson and you get dropped right, as a young lad, you're expecting to be learning from the likes of Silvio. I've got to be honest. If I was both with Jackson sleeping on the side last night, thinking, oh, well, well, I ain't learning anything watching him. I'm better than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Am I wrong? It's right. Am I wrong? Did Jackson... you learn anything from Silvio last night if no. you were a left back? Both of Jackson had a bit of a poor game against um, he, he, on Saturday. On, yeah, on second half, they, Brentford. It, 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 they were overloading yeah. him on the, on the half side, though, to be fair. I still would rather have seen him last night. Yeah, yeah Silvio, just, he was out of position far too many times for me. Oh, I've missed John. I've missed you, John. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, just right? You've got to be realistic, haven't you? Yes, let's all be realistic. Anyway, let's do uh, predictions then. For Saturday, what's your gut telling you right now? Wednesday night, recording this podcast, what do you think uh, the score will be of Wolves v Norwich? Uh, Alex Moore, I'll come to you first. What's your, what's your score prediction? Four. See, my gut's telling me it's going to be 4 0 to Norwich. I think they're just going to pummel us. But. <laughs> they're going to absolutely pummel us. But the thing is, you know, it's typical Wolves. They'll bring Bod Varson into the side and we'll get like a lucky 2 1 win. So I'm going to go 2 1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves, classic Wolves, yeah. coming back with the win. Andrew, what are you going for? I think 2-all. Ooh, OK. Who's going to strike the last goal? I agree with Alex, I think it's going to be Bad Varson. Bad Varson. Yeah. John, what you got telling you right now? Not your heart. 1-1. One, one. You've got it's it, 1-1. One, one. Norwich are a team that traditionally we've done fairly well against over the years. They've never really got the upper hand over us over a long period of time. So. Mm, okay. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna agree with Alex. I'm gonna have a classic pullback Wolves two one win. And everyone loves Wolves again. <laughs> we love Wolves whether they lose or win. But we love them even more. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, on, on the way, I was yesterday I was listening to um, WM and they were saying, Are we a canter for top six? And it says could you even say top two? <laughs> top two? Really? There's nothing uh, 
there's nothing I've seen so far in these ten games, even when we've played well, bar Reading, that's made me think this squad is a top six squad. We've got nothing up front. Yeah, I know we all Bod Varson is an unbelievable player, but we've got nothing to score goals. He no. will cause any defence. If if someone like Gladden um, or Dicko was still playing, and we were scoring more goals. You'd think, okay, we've got options then, perhaps. But there is nothing for me at the moment saying we're a top six side. No. I'll just put that out. There. I couldn't see us scoring say 65, 70 goals a season. I can't. So no. I'll be struggling. We're going to be struggling on that on that department. Right, let's finish off the podcast this week with Twitter Corner. This is your chance to tweet us your questions, Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them. Before we do Twitter Corner, is anybody going to go to the Wolves mega store tomorrow before half one, half five to meet Walter Zenger? No. No? No. If you had to ask him a question that wasn't Wolves related, what would you ask him? Why are Wolves massive in Italy? <laughs> would say non-Wolves related? Yeah. Ooh. John, do you think you'd ask him? That's not walls related. What does he? What does he think of the the housing stock that he's been looking at in Warhampton compared to Dubai? <laughs> Highly regarded, I'm sure he'd say. Andrew, I think as a bald man myself, I'd like to know how he, he managed to keep on top of it. It's so easy to get out of control. <laughs> Alex, oh god. Um... We'll, we'll do two questions. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Adam Price, Van Cassian, uh, starts off with reaction to the Jeff Shee interview. Did anyone see the Jeff Shee interview this week with Wolves? Yes. Last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 confused. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought, you, for some reason, somebody, <laughs> as soon as you said Jeff Shee, I saw somebody tweeting the fact that he was in a pub with Wolves fans in Wigan. No one, everyone see that. Well, no. You three see that, sorry. I saw he tweeted, but obviously he didn't see him, so he didn't go in a pub in Wigan, but I thought that's what you were going to say. What what drink would Jeff Shee have at a pub? I think, he's still, trying, I think he's still trying to fit in, so I think he'd go for like a bitter. A bitter, yeah. A mild. With his, with his Burberry Mac. Yeah. Just drink a sip and go, mmm, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to know, after the Barnsley game, where where he found a Chinese restaurant open in Wolverhampton after 10 o'clock? He said he went, he went for a meal in Wolverhampton. In a, in a Chinese. Okay, I was going to say. In a Chi- <laughs> don't, don't stereotype <laughs> there. No. Didn't you say you were staying in a hotel in Wolverhampton? Didn't you say you were staying by the Banksy's <laughs> Brewery? No idea when the the whole takeover thing was going on. So he might have. Ventured. He visited the Bankers Brewery. Yeah. So he's, he might have ventured out. He would there. have probably stayed in Birmingham. You would have thought. Where's he going to stay in Wolverhampton? The he Premier. He did say in? something about the park. The Britannia. He did say something about the <laughs> yeah, park. Yeah, there's a hotel by the park. Yeah, Hamilton's where Hamilton's yeah. restaurant is. He might have been in there. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, Walters at the Mount, isn't mm. he? So you'd have thought he would have stayed there. Red Wings. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> So, did we watch the Jeff Sheen interview? Yes. What did you think? I didn't watch it, to be no, honest. No, I haven't seen it. John, <laughs> help yeah, me out here. It's very difficult to knock anything he ever... Yeah. ever he, he says I mean, the right things, he does. He? he does say the right things. Um, so does Zenger. They, yeah. they know they know how to play play the tune. Yeah. Um, like, has everyone seen Instagram... Well, Zenger's Instagram posts, very Wolves inspirational. Mm. Yeah. Okay, check them out. Again, like Zenger saying the right things. He's, yeah. he's posting on Instagram a very kind of yes... Let's do this together. But all of Jeff Shee's talk about the ten years plan and all this sort of thing, I, I, I do wonder sometimes whether they've got their head in the clouds a little bit when he starts talking about 
the, the, the main man at Fosun, he, he told him how many, um, how big globally and how much the turnover was at Manchester United, and he said, you, you know, want us to be like that. I'm thinking, what? You know, get real. We got, we, we, we've had an exciting takeover. We're not bad in the table, and we're still getting twenty thousand at home. And you want the same turnover within ten years as Manchester United? Everyone can dream, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, unless, unless we're going to sell fifty million shirts in China, I can't see where that turnover is going to come from. Because it's going to come from Wolverhampton. <laughs> Pre-season tour in Beijing. Yeah, all <sighs> over, all over. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Ramirez saying, um, Ebank Landale getting rave reviews from Sheffield United fans. Some saying he's the best defender leader they've had since Chris Morgan. What do you think of uh, Ebank Landale? I think he'll do really well in that yeah. league, to be fair. Yeah, a, f- a future at Wolves? Or? No. no, no. I, I think even if he, if he was fit, he should, at his age, he's what, 23 now? So he's mm. not young. He should be breaking into the first team. He should be stamping his authority on that defence. And I think if you're not realistically... In the first team, not this whole under 23s thing. If you're not in the first team by 23, you're never going to make it at that level. But the way the 23s is now, they've, they've extended the age from 21 to 23, but most of the players are 18 and 19. Yeah. Mm. You, you don't see players 21, 22, 23 in them teams. Anyways, they might as well make the age, age whatever. It doesn't make any difference. Might as well make it a reserve league again. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah in some ways, because most of the teams treat it the way they want to treat mm. it. The, 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 the under 18s is filled with promising 16, 17s, and the, the under 23s is eight, basically 18 and 19 year olds. Mm. With, with the odd player that might be coming back, or uh, or a goalkeeper or something, that's that's the only difference. So, Ebanks Landell, good. Uh, Richard Hobbs said, uh, following Ben's thoughts on Wigan on the podcast last week, what's everyone's favourite place for a night out? If you were going to go for a night out, where would you go in this country? Obviously, the answer is Wolverhampton, but what would be your secondary place for the best night, in a, night out? Are you sure on that? Are you sure? I know you've got a baby now, but I'm sure Wolverhampton <laughs> is going to be first. <laughs> Ew, yeah, OK. It's got to be London, hasn't it? Yeah, London. Yeah. I don't know, I've had some good nights in Edinburgh. Not yeah, technically this We don't play Hards and Midlothian very often. True, no, very true. <laughs> I remember watching us beat him in the Texaco Cup a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, I wasn't alive, <laughs> though, but I know uh, that name, that name. Uh, Alex, best night out? Um, Place-wise? Ooh, toss-up between Newcastle and Cardiff. Okay. Very nice. Return to Sam Jacks. I'm not allowed to go there anymore. <laughs> not allowed to go there anymore. Oh, right. Not allowed. Okay. <laughs> um, my, my, uh, my girlfriend had a, a heated debate with Stu last night. She was like, what was that bar like? And Stu was a bit like, hmm. It was a nice, yeah. elegant yeah. place. It's a sophisticated yeah. place in the middle of Newcastle. <laughs> um, Mikey Burrows has said, what would you last long... What would you last longest as Wolves boss or England boss? So if you were a manager of Wolves or England, which job would you last, last longest in? It's a question. John's looking perplexed again. <laughs> Us personally or as... Yeah, you. If you were, yeah. Which which job do you think you'd last longer in? Wolves or England? I think I think England because you only have to file into two major tournaments and then you suck. That seems like the, the going right for an England job unless you're Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Then yeah, you're guaranteed four years pretty much with England. Yeah. Whereas with Wolves, you'd be done in a season and a half, I'd say. If I, if, if I took the job in the middle of November, it'd be the England job because I don't play again until March. <laughs> so I'd definitely last Just sit back, home. relax, <laughs> put your feet up. I'd have four months' pay coming and that'd be it. <laughs> um, Jake Morgan said, favourite Tarantino movie or episode of Alan Partridge? We've brought it back again. I'm just going to say the Bond episode. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the scene. The Bond episode is the standard favourite episode. 
So I'll go for I that. I don't as know. Well. I got a lot of tweets saying, "Oh, you should have watched this one. You should have watched this one." I don't know what the episode is, but the Alan episode. Yeah. Where he Alan. You should have watched the one where Alan Partridge is in it. That's, that's what somebody actually tweeted me. <laughs> you should have watched the one where Alan Partridge is in it. And I was like, "Well, I think he's in everyone." <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say the not Ali's Dan that he shouts. It's one with Stephen Mangan in. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a great episode. John. Best. Oh, sorry. Don't go on. Sorry, go. I'd say best Tarantino Pulp Fiction. John. Best what? Tarantino film. He used to play for Birmingham, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Partridge episode. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen him for ages, but I liked all of them. Good, mm. good. There's one answer there. Uh, Brent or Partridge from uh, oh, pa- Jake. De- definitely Partridge. Partridge. Yeah. Partridge. I say Partridge. I can't stand but it. I'm, I'm going to torn. Sta- I'm, I can't stand either of them. But I prefer, to be but I prefer Phoenix Knights. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter K. Yeah. yeah, we're going. We're, so, we're going on a different tangent there. Yeah, so you got you got to pick one. Partridge, you going for? I'm going to say Peter K. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> if he's speaking Peter K, speaking Peter K. Anthony Clayton says, "When do the clocks go forward?" It's October, isn't it? But when in October? Why? Well, I actually know the answer to this. The last Saturday night, Sunday morning, which is the thirtieth, thirty-first. Yes, there we go. Halloween. A bit late this year, I think. Will it be the thirty first? Oh, I saw on a calendar it was the thirty first. I'm going to trust the, that calendar because the Sunday will be the first one. It'll be the Saturday. No, the Saturday's the thirty first. Yeah, so it'll be. But the clocks change in the morning, don't they? Look, the, the calendar said that day. Did it? I'm going to okay. trust that day. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I, I just wondered because is it the Saturday? Fluctuations in time. Is it the last Saturday or the last Sunday? Well, technically, it's, uh, like you said, it's early Sunday morning, isn't it? Mm, but you're you... probably not going to put it. On the calendar, if you put it on the calendar for Sunday, your mind probably thinks it's in the day on Sunday, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, where, where have you got this? Look, this you've got some. This dodgy... is my own kind of thought process. Where, where are you getting these dodgy calendars from? <laughs> it, it's one a.m. on the Sundays where yeah. it changes, isn't there it? Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yes, it will go back to. Oh, let's not have this conversation. No. <laughs> um, final question, which I'm going to love what John Babs um, answer this question is going to be. Uh, from DJ Sheriff, or Daniel Sheriff, one of the writers on WallsFanCast.com, who says, um, what was your starter Pokemon? What? 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 Your starter Pokemon. What was your starter Pokemon? John, I'm going to help you out here, don't worry. Is this Chinese, or...? No. This is <laughs> Anyone have a starter Pokemon? I've never played no. Pokemon. Oh. I used to have chicken Saturday. I've never even seen the show. I like chicken curry, to be honest. John, John say Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur? There we go. Star Pokemon. There we go. And that's where we're going to leave this week's Wolves Fancast. Thank you very much for listening. Please follow and check out the work from our sponsors, Opera Create. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreate.com. Follow us on social media, just type in Wolves Fancast, and you'll see us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on YouTube. Of course, we've got some more videos coming on the way uh, from uh, Luke Thompson for fan reaction videos and uh, Roscoe. Also does some match previews and match reviews on our YouTube channel on there, which is Wolves Fancast, so check it out. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week to look back at that game against Norwich. We haven't got a game midweek, have we, next week? No. Oh, well, cool. we've got an under-23 game against Crew, But we haven't got a league. Did you go to, did you go to Chesterfield? No. no. I, I was on here. Do you... Commit to the cause. Commit yeah. to the cause. So we're back next week to review that game against Norwich. But for this week, it's bye from the Baron. Goodbye. Bye from Andrew. See ya. Bye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next week.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.